we're going live here. All right. Uh, welcome, guys. My name is Nick Saruda. I'm here on the Ruda Rocketcast, and I got my guest here, Andrew Charlesworth. He is a – you were part of the seminar staff, correct? Correct. Seminar staff trainer uh, from CrossFit HQ and a crypto investor. He is the perfect first guest for our show, uh, as that is exactly the people we're going after. We're looking for, you know, fitness enthusiasts, crypto enthusiasts, slam them together. You got one guy at the dinner table who will absolutely talk your head off. Um, yeah. <laughs> so why don't you just tell us a little bit about um, just your background story and, and give us a little dive into that. Sure. Um, I started, I played college basketball and then um, in the in the want of trying to go play overseas, I ended up finding CrossFit. I saw a girl doing it um, and I was like, wow, she's hot. She's upstairs right now with our, our son. So I won that battle. Uh, but she got, yeah, she got me into it in about 2010, 11-ish. Took my level one, um, started working for a guy um, who's one of my mentors in CrossFit still, he works for the staff. Um, in 2013, started working for them. In 2015, my wife and I opened our own gym and um, it's been going since. And then in 2017, 18, I started a company with my partner called uh, Thunderbro. And that was probably to date one of the biggest things that was an online training business that bridged the gap between um, hypertrophy and CrossFit. And that was, that's probably my claim to fame and fitness. Uh, I sold that in 2020, my percentage it's, back to uh, him. was Dave Lipson, right? Yep. Me and Dave. So, okay. um, yeah, I wrote those books with Dave. Um, I did a lot of, a lot of that creative was, uh, I mean, it's me and him. I, I don't think he would mm -hmm. ever take full credit. I would never take full credit. We, we did it together. Uh, I still talk to him to this day. So we're still really cool. Um, and I started getting into crypto in 2017, but not in a good way, right? You're, you're buying the top. You don't really know what's going on. You're, you're following the right. buzz. And then um, actually, funny enough, in 2019, I felt like I was too deep into social media. I was doing a lot of work, you know, mentally and uh, working with um, this guy on, he's like a green beret and just a lot of mental challenges, you know, putting mm -hmm. earplugs in and going for a thousand calorie echo bike in the dark, like just weird shit like that. And um, so I was like, I'm going to take a social media fast, but only social media, right? I learned a lot through YouTube. Um, I'm the and, same way. Yeah. And so I was like, what's wrong with me researching things on YouTube? And then I remember sitting on the toilet, um, researching Bitcoin. Cause I knew, you know, I knew about it. I just haven't dabbled in it in about two years, year and a half. That was mm -hmm. on the day. I think Bitcoin dropped to 5k. And I was like, man, I should, I should just buy one. Like what's, why not? You yeah. know, what's goes to zero. Like? What's the worst? I, so I ended up, I think I only bought like $500 worth on that day, but you look back and from there, from 2020, until now i mean i have been doing a lot a lot a lot a lot in the cryptocurrency space and i think okay. saying that word is like saying i think when you say crypto it's almost like saying working out right like what, what type of working out there's you know, so are many you... yeah we can we can really delve into that and we're, we're gonna um so i want to touch up on some of these points so um it sounds like, you know, where your business started becoming more self-sufficient, you know, you had a, a successful project, you're doing seminar staff. Is that what allowed you to maybe start experimenting with crypto? Like, was it like, hey, I feel kind of like I'm financially stable. Now I can go try out crypto. Yeah, it's funny. In, uh, in my Discord, I actually just brought up a lot of them work out. I'm like, dude, I'm doing a podcast with a, 
with a, a fitness crypto podcast. Everyone's so excited. And I think, awesome. um, yeah, what, what allowed me to do that was many crypto people. And I, I know you're going to agree with me. We're actually minimalists. Like yeah. it, 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 I don't care about, like I drive a Toyota forerunner that's 2010 beat up. I don't care about, you know, my clothes looking that sweet, yada, yada. Cause I, I don't believe in that. Like I shop at Sam's club and no, no matter how big my bags are, I'm still going to do that. So mm -hmm. I, I, I think having that confidence of like, you're, you're more of a minimalist. It's like a capitalist right. minimalist. I know that's a, mm -hmm. some say would, th that would be at odds, but I think that mindset allowed me to start to take, I guess you would call crypto more risky things, but there's things in crypto. I don't even consider risky at all anymore at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would actually definitely, I agree. Like, I feel like, you know, I live a minimal lifestyle. I'm like, I always tell myself in worst case scenario, like, can I afford a couple cans of tuna, um, <laughs> you know, some gym clothes, be able to get a, you know, I have a gym so I can shower here if I need to. Right. Like, I always throw out like, all right, worst case scenario, like I can live a decent life <laughs> with not that much money. Absolutely. So why not take the risk at like, you know, actually doing something big that's going to change, change my financial situation, change families, financial situations. Uh, I think that is you know, what we're, what we're looking for. Yeah. Oh, man. I gotta have to silence my phone. I didn't realize that that was going to be a thing. Oh, I didn't even hear it. All right. Good. Um, so yeah, I, I, I happen to agree. I think there's a lot of crypto guys that, that feel the same way. And I think you're, we're probably going to find too, as I get down on this journey is that there's a lot of crypto guys too, or fitness guys that are into crypto. I think we're, we're early adopters, right? Um, yeah you know, getting into CrossFit when you did, you were, you were probably like a little bit here on the S curve, you know, like right at that coming up point. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's kind of where we're at in crypto right now. Um, oh yeah. You know, like it, it got its traction, then kind of lost a little bit. And now I think it's, it's eventually going to skyrocket and be become mainstream. Absolutely. And you, we kind of saw that with CrossFit, like, you know, 20, 2008, 2009, you had like, you know, the Jason Kalipa days, uh, the early, early rich days, um, and then it kind of, it kind of weaned a little bit. Right. And then you had like 2011, 12, all of a sudden it just whoosh, took off. Yeah. Um, where do you see like the crypto markets currently and what are you looking to make the biggest capitalizing, like capitalization on right now? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, we are in the infancy of infancy and I know that that seems really weird because you. CNBC, Fox Business, JP Morgan puts art articles right now and they they just yesterday said that Bitcoin is undervalued and you see all these things in the media and we are still significantly in the infant infancy. I mean, I truly believe yeah. that. I, I see, um, it depends on who you listen to. I like to say that I am a combination of Robert Kiyosaki, um, <laughs> it's... Who's, who's the super, uh, Dave Ramsey. I definitely don't agree with uh, everything like he says. And yeah. then like, I'm, I'm a pretty anti-Dave Ramsey guy. Yeah. And I, I totally agree, but there's certain things in there, like principles mm -hmm. that I, I, I agreed with certain things I completely don't. So I'm not, I'm neither one nor the other, but I remember Robert Kiyosaki having a guy come on and say one Bitcoin will be worth 12 million. And I'm at some point I'm like, hold on, this is the rich dad, poor, poor dad. Like this is a guy who is, is a huge investor, has a ton to lose. Why would yes. he want uh, someone a to come on there? A to ton lose. of credibility. Why would he want some crazy, weird Bitcoin 
maximalist to come on here and say one Bitcoin is going to be worth 12 million. After that, he said, when you just heard that, just relax. It's not going to feel like 12 million because we all know we get into cryptocurrency due to the constant money printing. We don't, the inflation. I mean, you your dollar loses purchasing power, loses value. And then at that point, you're like, all right, well, limited supply. Um, you can't recreate it. And it's 100% transparent. What else out there can you find? So he said, if it, if it is 12 million, it'll feel like you only own 1 million in today's world. I mean, I can't tell you when that would be. Right. That but, feels um, like a 10 years, 12 years down the road type scenario. Right. Which isn't that long. Like, no, it, it's not. If you told me today, like, hey, Nick, you can go ahead and put, uh, I think we're at like 29,000. You can put 29,000 in and in 10 years, you're going to have 12 million. I'm like, yes, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. 100%. I think it's funny with CrossFit and with, with fitness and crypto. Um, hey, I'm an Olympic lifter. Hey, I'm mm -hmm. a power lifter. Hey, I'm a runner. And, and in crypto, like I'm a, I'm a DeFi guy. I am, right. I am a decentralized finance guy. We can, I mean, go over more what that means if you want. There's yeah. the day trader, swing trader, like you said you were doing. There's the right. NFT, you know, maximalist. There's simply yep. what your what your grandmother does and buys Bitcoin and holds it. You know, like right. that's a that's a strategy as well. So like, there's so many different avenues you can really go into. There's a lot of different flavors for everyone. Um, but let's let's backtrack. Like, would you can you break down DeFi as you see it? Where why one? you think it's valuable, uh, why you think it's innovative. And then let's take it from there as if yeah. we're speaking to, you know, someone who has maybe minimal crypto knowledge. That's, and that's what I'm trying to do. And I, I think like you and I could have a chat and no one could get value out of this. So I'm going to exactly. try to put it into like how we teach, you know, somebody in the level one yeah, seminar. As, I don't, as if you're coaching yeah. a class. These five stands for decentralized finance and it's completely a degenerate, rug pulling potentially lose your money or potentially 1000x in five minutes market so right. it is the riskiest of absolute risks out there so if you are not having a coach an educator somebody who is an influencer or in the space you might as well not try to even get into it because at its core what it is is it's it's projects ran on typically ethereum or layer one blockchains where to give an example uh, what got me into DeFi is I saw a YouTube video and it's, it was, you know, a DeFi, like I saw the word DeFi. I was like, oh, I've heard of this. Mm -hmm. And it was, you buy, um, it's called Fisherman Joe. You buy, you, it's essentially a miner where you were buying fishermen and they were going to make you a TGC coin. And then that TGC coin could go up and down in price. I, I happened to get in when the TGC coin was at I think three cents. So I put $150 in. And at one point the TGC coin was $26 within within a few days. Wow. So I'm I'm literally like, what the hell's going on? You know, I'm just yeah. do I, do making I money, money out of thin air. Yeah. And I see this thing and in your head you're like, well this should go up forever in theory, right? Like I'm gonna have my grandkids around for this. Absolutely not. I mean, that mm -hmm. thing went up. A ton of people probably lost so much money because the TGC coin went to less than a dollar, you know, within a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So if you were able to get in early and sold on the way up and at the top, awesome. And then you, right. DeFi goes like this. You move on to the next project and then the money moves on to the next project. So you're, you're kind of always following these projects and um, you have to do your own research on them. So it's essentially getting in early on a project um 
that's completely decentralized and has no rules or regulations or anything right and, and being ready to get in and get out that's what DeFi really is right so and that's what makes DeFi attractive to a lot of people right is the thought of no middleman like get, getting rid of the middleman in our in our um banking systems, financial systems, yes. you pay bank fees, you pay transfer fees, you pay credit And I'm fees. not a conspiracy theorist, but you saw what just happened with Luna and with UST. That is the yeah. attempt for regulators to murder DeFi. It is in the courts right now that DeFi is a single handedly, since there's no controlling unit, like you said, um, right. can completely collapse the dollar if possible. And the UST the, was a stable coin right. built, built by Luna. And they had a DeFi project called Anchor. I had some money yep. in Anchor, very little. Yeah. And the Anchor's, Anchor's DeFi project was, we are going to have you earn 19 to 21% on your dollar. We're going to range it from there. Insane. Get that in real estate where you don't have to evict people and do things, you know, fill out paperwork, get that anywhere. Yeah. So, of course, they figured out ways to, not, not the Luna people, but other people figured out ways to collapse that. And... I mean, it's sad. People lost well, their life. Well, yeah. I mean, not only that, but people lost their lives over it. I mean, I think it's a bit rash. And, you know, I do I, like I want let's put this out there, right? If you're investing money, you should always this is the first rule of investing. You should always assume that you're probably never going to see those dollars ever again, ever, ever again. And if you can't live with that, don't put it in. Don't say, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be me. Because all, all it takes is a once in a lifetime event like the UST collapse. And now you're sitting there debating on can i keep on living now that i lost this i just lost 10 years of hard work like that's so forewarning disclosure don't put that kind of money in there put the stuff that like hey i was going to spend this on beer this weekend anyways so why yeah. don't i go spend it on luna instead i love um, that like i'm not going to go out to eat how about i just buy some like i'm not going to go out to eat i'll buy some dogecoin like do do yeah. that if you're that, worried that about that is about that something. is beautiful investing strategy um, you know, at least for beginners, you know, as you get more comfortable with risk loss and you're considering yourself more of a, a knowledgeable trader or investor, then I think you can, you can start taking on more of a burden of risk, but you should make sure that you can, you can ex pay for your living expenses first. Yeah. I guess we have to say we're not financial advisors. That's, and this is absolutely point. not financial is, advice. But, yeah. But that'll with be in the description. That'll be everywhere. Yeah. With DeFi, there's other projects that are, I would say more stable, less risky, I mean, you just have to do your own research on these things because uh, so many of them are popping up every single day. Like there, there was no more millionaires made in cryptocurrency than in the drip network, um, which was one and a half percent a day. And people didn't really know. Okay. So you get paid one and a half percent a day. It was on the Binance smart chain. You buy the drip token, you stake them one and a half percent a day. That drip mm -hmm. token went from cents all the way up to hundreds of dollars. And I mean, the contract that they wrote since they had a 10% buy tax, a 10% sell tax, right? it it was an anti-whale mechanism where somebody could just keep buying and buying and buying and buying and then boom, sell because they had an anti-whale thing in there. If you had a certain amount of drip and you tried to sell that bag, they would charge you 50, 60, even 70% of a tax. So it yeah. was a beautiful contract. It went for almost a year. There were yeah. literally no more people made millionaires than from that because you kept recompounding and you didn't have to pay the 10% tax. So that was right. an incentive. And so like I, there's people retired off of drip. I, I don't Absolutely. I don't think drip's going to make it back. That coin is now worth like 15, 16 bucks. But guess what? I'm mm -hmm. still accumulating because my money's out of it. It doesn't even matter. Right. Um, so kind of um, 
going into my my next kind of part of the conversation um so you get on the seminar staff um you you've been on the seminar staff for how long now nine years uh you'll be 10 and next year that's awesome congratulations on that thanks man and um so like let's talk about like what is your fitness routine like like how many days a week do you work out like what what do you like to eat uh what's your family eat? you know um does your family work out like let's 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 talk about that yeah it's a big shift it's a big um i uh i work out every day um i just got done with jujitsu that's my thursday rest day from like i mean even though it's a really hard workout it's i do my class i own a gym i do the class monday tuesday wednesday 6 a.m um my wife is going on eight nine months pregnant coming up here so she works out every single day um we 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 only coach a few classes sometimes no like we don't coach class on tuesday and thursday and uh maybe friday but i'm i I make sure i'm in the classes working out with people so i can kind of see what's going on um my son is going to be two in august so we'll have another boy really really close i make him work out every day i mean what we can do we get him outside um i get him trying to hang like just just the most organic primal things you can possibly do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I eat rice and meat or rice and eggs at every single meal. And that's okay. pretty much what I've done my entire life. It just works for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was a CrossFit regional athlete for a couple of years, which is insane to even think about now. Um, Cause I'm so large, but the sport was different in 2013 and 14. Right. That uh, was just it was, it was cool because I didn't have to do good. Cause I was so tall. I'm like a little over six, three. So okay. being out there, like, I just look like Yao Ming and he, <laughs> I could have got last place. People have been like, dude, so cool. You're out there though. I'm like, thanks man. <laughs> right. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, that's like a day. I mean, we take sleep serious. We take everything serious. And, uh, I guess that comes with, with the, that, that allows me the time to be in the discords to, look at things or to watch the markets or to make plans and strategies. And I, I think from an emotional standpoint, working out and having that time, um, I made a huge mistake in in my opinion, two, three weeks ago, the collapse of crypto.com with them taking away all my, yeah, that was bad. I mean, dude, I've been a, I've been a card holder for over a year and a half. And when they took that away from me, I mean, I sold a huge bag of CRO at 33 cents. Right. And then I hit the button because I was emotional and I was like, what did I just do? I held this thing through 96 cents. And right. in reality, it's still a good sell. I mean, it's down to 16 cents right now. But yeah. So like, like I, I it almost I, feels like um, we've kind of hit this point where uh, the opportunity they're starting to like, they're like, hey, these like golden nuggets that were out there, like they're, they're like, those aren't going to be around. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's becoming more of, you know, that's what I think made like DeFi or even just, you know, any cryptos really attractive was like, you're at the beginnings of a new finance system and you can, you know, do something like turn $150 into 20,000, yeah. you know? And I think those opportunities are going to get less and less. And I think those deals are only going to be available to people who have accredited investor status, qualified investor status. They're part of some fund. They have, you know, maybe it's going to be 401k soon. Um, Which is unfair. In my opinion, it, it is. Un- I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think what you yeah. said is so elegant there. You're, this whole, I know a friend who put $100 in and left with 20 grand. That does still exist. 
it is way harder to do and it is way yeah. less common now. This and time then, last year, I would finish coaching my like 8.30 a.m. class at 9.30. We had this DeFi chat in my Discord and it'd be like, this track, this this contract just came out on the BNB smart chain. Boom. Someone throws it in there. I'm like, oh my God, $20. Here we go. And you know, yep. like we would do like 10, it's like playing the lottery, like 10, yep. 20, 30 of those a day. And all it took was one out of 30 to do 400, 500% and it was worth it. Um, I, and it, I think that, it's important that type you of euphoria is definitely coming. Yeah. I think it's coming away. And the accredited investor thing sucks. Like, um, like I was in a, I, I tried my hardest through insight tax be like, dude, help me get this accredited investor status. And they're like, it ain't gonna happen. You know? Um, yeah, it's not like, I'm like, are you sure you, sh you know, are you sure I can't say the business? They're like, you, you need to show $200,000 taxable income a year. I'm like, well, that's, that's tough. But, um, right. To, it's to it's show, not going to be super feasible for everybody. No, but, um, the Celsius, uh, was the protocol. Yeah, that that was, was again, that's another tough one that just got taken out from everyone. Yeah. And for people who don't know what Celsius is, I mean, their slogan was they, they can do well and do good. Wait, I might've screwed that up, but essentially they, they want to let you know, banks are not your friends. Um, you hold your money in here and they will pay you a yield. And they have always been down to work with regulators. And, and then within, I think they gave us 72 hours. They said, Hey, if you live in the United States, you have 72 hours, either get your funds in after right. that. That was, you, that was like what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. And I've held 100% of, I don't have a ton of Bitcoin, only a quarter. I've held uh, all of it in there the whole time. And I had a huge bag of USDC in there. I don't mess with any other stable coin besides USDC. And I don't recommend anyone ever does. Not that I can I recommend anything. Not a financial probably advisor. Probably smart. But um, so I was like, well, I guess I'm never going to move that. Because now the second you move it out of that and you live in the US and you're not accredited investor, you're screwed. But also, if a quarter of a Bitcoin's caught making 6% for the next 10 years, I'm, I'm cool with that too. I don't ever need to yeah. touch that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, like that's, you know, that's another different investment strategy of maybe a long-term investment strategy, um, which I think is valuable for people. And it, again, depends on what you're looking to get out of crypto. And like we said, this is different flavors. So right now, um, what's your number one strategy that you're using? How are you implementing crypto the most? How do you, you know, both in how you're making money with it, what's, you know, what's your biggest allocations at the moment? And then with that, um, how do you use it daily the most? Like, are you doing transactions with it? Are you, you know, using PayPal crypto at all? I don't, not a big fan, but, no. um, you know, things like, like, are you said, are you using the blockchain to make transactions day to day? How are you implementing crypto? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm making sure I still had your questions pulled up. They're really good. Um, that, that's kind of like one of them. The every single day I'm doing, um, it was the season of the miners about a month and a half ago. And what that meant was there was a project called baked beans that came out very funny. I know. And the second it was thrown out in our discord, I was like, nah, it's stupid. And then I, I noticed there's no native token there, meaning they can't have a pump and dump token situation. Kind of like I talked about with that TGC, it was you literally put BNB and you got paid 8% a day on your BNB, which is ridiculous. Right. Um, and you could keep compounding and, but you had to at least compound six days in a row and then you could take one day out. So these guys in my group. Was that a was, liquidity pool or was that staking? No, it was just staking. So okay. how it worked out 
it was good because the YouTubers didn't get attacked to it yet. So you could see the curve of the total locked value of the BNB just hovering, nothing crazy, but they paid 12% referral fees. So all of a sudden the YouTubers got a hold of it yep. and they started just making a bunch of wallets. And then every time people would use their link, they would just take that 12%. And that was the end of the miners. Now this was over a few month period. So in that time I got into baked beans. So every single day I'd have to hit compound. You know, every single day you have to at least log on and hit compound. I tell my wife, I have to go press a button. And, <laughs> but then that spread to the other chains. So it spread mm -hmm. to the AVAX network. There was Phantom right. on there, um, Kronos. So I, we were getting into all of them. <sighs> but how the, the, since they were all forks of the baked bean contract, a fork means they just copy the contract, everything about it, and then they move it to another network. There's a huge, I don't want to call it a glitch in there, but on the countdown timer, when it hits zero, the first person to lock their value gets the most eggs in theory. This is all an egg contract mm -hmm. and it's, and then it deflates down. So if you're in five minutes later, you're already making way less eggs. So I got That's lucky sick. enough. It was to like a battle the, to the, I got in it, even how fast your internet is on that day. I got lucky to be the third person into the AVAX baked beans network. Okay. And it was nuts. I put in seven and a half AVAX, which at the time was a big investment for me. I mean, AVAX was close to $100. So I was like, right. I, I, I like this. I've been in their Discord. They paid me for a referral fee, one AVAX. So I'm like, I know they're somewhat legit. And at one point that was making 20, 20 plus AVAX a day, a day for me. <sighs> yeah. Wow. And in my head, I was like, okay, control your emotions. <laughs> Don't, you know, keep reinvesting, do the six in one. And then when I slowly started to see the, um, the YouTube hacks happen, I was like, all right, maybe I'll start doing three in one now and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm still in the miners daily. I got to click collect. I'm just collecting them now because they're all going to go to zero. But mm -hmm. since I have a big position in them, I still am making some on it. Um, I'm in uh, the daily clicks is what they call them. You know, like the, the drip network. And the, the splash yeah. splash of splash network. It was drip on AVAX. I do those daily and then I'm currently buying the dips on the layer ones that I think will make it. I don't think I don't think yeah, I think ninety nine percent of crypto will not be here in ten years. Okay. Um, I mean so I don't know you, if you agree if, or disagree. If if we were to to sit down in five years, which coins do you think we would still be able to talk about with they relevancy? Oh, for sure. Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, AVAX, BNB, Solana, Matic. I think Phantom's going to die. I'm, I have a pretty decent bag of Phantom. I'm waiting to sell on the next pump. Um, I, I think crypto, Kronos. What will about be Algorand? Here. It's a man. I, I, I feel like, like you named everyone that has some sort of tie to an exchange or. Yeah some sort of centralization and this is a point that i'm heading home at right it's like yeah those are all either tied to some sort of like project where they're intertwined with coinbase which is essentially the most centralized exchange out there Absolutely. right now um or they're tied to you know um grayscale where yeah. you know they're listed in public markets that you know australia has actually introduced bitcoin into a spot etf yep. so like th these are now more you know they're, they're intertwined with central finance right yeah um is that your theme for what is going to make something last or 
what is what would you say you're looking at and judging that off of that's a great question i and it's a good the answer i'm going to give is since i'm in a lot of defi those are those are big defi coins so you you yep. learn a lot about them you it's like you're a mo like i wake up from sleep and i know um i'm like oh i, I bet avax is this price the solutions they have to the Ethereum, each one has an individual one. AVAX allows the most transactions possible. If it gets congested, it doesn't slow down. It just ups the gas price. So AVAX right. can have hundreds of thousands of people plugging away at once. Matic, on the other hand, has the cheapest gas fees and it always will pretty much. But the network can get overwhelmed and then you can it can stop your transactions. It gets flooded. It gets overwhelmed. It'll just stop working and then start working. Um, and then, which one? BNB. I feel like BNB also has the like super low gas fees. I feel like I, I don't really know which one it's the closest to in terms of is it more like Matic? Um, but uh, what's the other one I said? Not Phantom. But those are I can. Solana. Yeah, and I actually own zero Solana. And one of my good friends is, I mean, Solana, uh, just a Solana maximalist. So I, I don't, it's not like I don't think, if I don't own something, it's like I don't I don't hate it. Well, you I, own Phantom, so you definitely have have to have some sort of belief in Solana if you're owning Phantom as, you know, that. That's I have the a funny, my, my Phantom to. story is pretty funny. I I tried to bridge. A bridge means you take some, like something from the Matic network and you transfer it over to Phantom. And I like failed this bridge and it was really weird. And I was like, damn, this is dumb. Like I just lost 30 or 40 bucks. And then it ended up showing up like four days later, just out of nowhere. So I had 40 mm -hmm. phantom and I went high, high, high risk with it. Like, you know what? I don't do any projects on phantom. Let me just, and I end up having, I think I have a bag of like 900 phantom now. So that 40 went to 900. And um, I just think that's really cool. Like I never <laughs> added any additional capital to that. And right. if I had just, it just kept growing. I'd hop to a different project on Phantom and a different one. So that's that's my Phantom bag story. Um, I mean, you mentioned XRP. Like, yes. I have a ridiculous bag of XRP. Like, it is. Um, I'm probably like At, your brother. Your brother, you said, or yeah, my my brother has been. He's been on Ripple like literally since I think the day they started. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know XRP, there are some people out there that are their community is unbelievable. Um, yeah, it, it is like they they. It's like more valuable than gold to them because of the cross-border payments, um, the ability to do it instantly, which ton of utility. Um, but that's what that got me into. Before I was in DeFi, I was in XRP only. Bye bye bye. Right. Yeah, my first crypto purchase ever was XRP. Nice. Um, I had, you know, I had just bought the gym, so this was probably actually it was. I think it was before I bought the gym. Is Right about, you know, I was probably 20-ish, 19, 20. And um, my brother's like, listen, I know you, because I was a big crypto bear. And to a degree, like, I still am a little bit of a crypto bear. Just because what do you mean? I, so my brother, I was probably 18 when my brother first approached me about buying Bitcoin. Right. Mm -hmm. So this was, I was a senior in high school. It was 2013. And he's like, listen, you should buy some Bitcoin. Like, this stuff's going to change the world. Like, Imagine being able to, you know, do this without having to pay a middleman. I, you can send me money while I'm in class. And you right. know, Venmo was barely a thing then. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. I was like, but you really think they're ever going to let the dollar, like, not dominate the world? Yeah. And he was like, well, they might not have a choice. And so, you know, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of always been 
my narrative and it's still in the back of my head although i've 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 grown and i've evolved and i've you know i've profited off crypto i've seen, and i use it and i i want it to win right but there is that logical analytical side of me that's like you really think after years of the establishment having our money under control being able to do what they want with it that they're just going to let it get overrun so anyways bring this back together that's why i was originally really a crypto bear it was like it's not going to have utility unless they let it have utility that unless the governments adopt it unless businesses adopt it adoption is still the number one number one thing we're up against right now regulation is good and what you said i mean for the for the most part and what you said if you don't have that in the back of your head you're not a smart investor and right my my thing is is bitcoin and ethereum going away no it's it's just not, like I think we've arrived at that point where we can safely yeah. say they're not going away. <laughs> like it is not going away, and I, I got a feeling if you just are, that is your only thing you do in crypto, you're still going to be way better off in, in the in the long run than many other people. And to go back to our points, you know, yeah, smart investors have to have in the back of their heads that, you know, for Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, those ones are are they're probably not going anywhere, right? They're going to yeah. be around. Um, but there is always, you know, that that thought, the biggest threat to our financial system currently is cryptocurrency. And they've come out and said that, you know, regulators have said cryptocurrency is the biggest threat to our current financial systems. Um, they've even named some specific strategies and things that they think are are the biggest threats. Um, now, is it a threat because it's actually going to hurt me and you or is it a threat because it's going to stop them from being able to regulate and make money the way they want to make it? That's up for debate. In uh, banks, I mean, really, banks. It's the hugest threat to banks. Like, well, that's we why XR. To... That's why XRP is in a legal battle right now. If XRP was allowed to do what they want to do, like we wouldn't need banks, and the, the whole financial system would collapse. Yeah. If we ad if we adopted XRP tomorrow as they want, as their white paper is written, the whole financial system is done as it is. So you're still pretty bullish on uh, XRP, <laughs> which is great because I haven't touched it. I've been actually buying it daily because I it's it's. It reached, I mean, 40 cents is below my average yep. buy. I'm like, well, I got to stick to my own rules. I'll, here you go, 150 bucks a day until it's above this. So I, that was like I was saying, and that's where we got on this, is that was my first crypto purchase was XRP. And like, this was probably, so like, you know, my brother approaches me in high school. I'm like, yeah, you're dumb. Like, go play with your internet money. A <laughs> um, couple of years later, he's like, dude, I don't care how much you hate me, but there's no way you can't throw in, you know, I think it was like $150, $200 into some XRP right now. And he's like, I'll show you how to do it. I'll show you how to buy it. So I opened up a Gemini at the time. Um, and I bought some XRP on it. And literally like six months go by. I'm like, damn, I made like 80%. Nice. This, this is solid. So I like took some gains, let the rest ride, uh, bought some more. And then, then I like, I got so deep into options trading and stocks that I just forgot about crypto. And it, this was like, you know, crypto's going down. This was like probably like, I don't know, 2016. The or lull to like sleep. That. They want to lull you to sleep in the bear yeah, market. Yeah. So I was like, I was done. And honestly, that Gemini wallet still exists with some XRP in it. I just, I have zero access to it right now. Um, oh, really? I would, I would love to dig that up. I haven't really put in enough time on it to get it back. Um, but even still, like, so then, you know, that was my first purchase. Then probably a couple of years after that, probably like 2017 bull run, you know, um, my brother's like, hey, let's just just buy some Ethereum. 
And, you know, like mm. it, it was getting to the point where he's like huddling over me, like grabbing my phone, bringing my fingers to the buttons, he's like, just, just buy it, just buy it. And again, like I made a good return on that and, and I sold it. I sold all of my Ethereum then and made, took all my money, um, which today I'm kicking myself in 2018. I was celebrating, but that's just the nature <laughs> of investing. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, but you know, I, I actually, you know, I've, I'm a classic example of someone who's come around a little bit and it's the same. I actually see a lot of parallels to CrossFit. You know, mm -hmm. I saw CrossFit real early on, you know, I was training for football, I was training for lacrosse and I was like, well, this makes a lot of sense. This is something that probably lines up with both the sports that I want to be good at. But then I was like, well, there's a lot of people there that don't look like they don't know how to work out. These guys, some of these guys clearly don't know how to do a clean properly. That's embarrassing. These are grown men. I'm 16 years old and I know how to do a clean yeah. better than them. So I kind of like kick CrossFit to the curb. And then, you know, I get humbled a little bit, get served my humble pie, and all of a sudden I'm an affiliate owner. So, yeah. And, and you know what? And it was one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. So I have to say, like, you know, I've, I've kind of, that's kind of where I've arrived at crypto now is like, I was a little bit of a, a bear on it. I was a little bit against it. And I got kind of pushed in the direction. And then it made good things for me. You know, I, I actually bought Safe Moon real early last year oh, like yeah. march of 21 i got into safe moon i made like literally 2600 percent on that investment um and so like i've had some good fortune with it and i've seen you know i've seen it come around and i still feel like i'm an early adopter um so i see it you know going to the same point where like it's gonna become mainstream and you know the parallels between that and my fitness journey is is pretty interesting um, i think what you said about crossfit too is the culture it's the cult, the original culture of CrossFit when you got into it was obviously that was the main draw. We are a counter culture. We oh, are a anti sugar, yeah. anti establishment, and that is every single thing that cryptocurrency is too. Um, obviously, CrossFit went through some changes, but I mean that was the original mission. Yeah. Do oh, not absolutely. do not handcuff me. Do not tell me what to do. Um, and and yeah, I, I mean, think that's the, it's the parallel, and I think that's why a lot of us get into the same things. Yeah, I mean, my OG gym had a "Don't Tread on Me" flag, uh, Moan Labe flag. Like, yeah. you know, we had you know vets came in and, and paid uh, cheaper prices, which I think is still great. I still offer today, um, yeah. but you know, it was just like a, a lot of that like countercultural society. It was the same thing when I first started watching the JRE experience back in um, back in those days too. Like, everyone would say like, "Oh, you watch Joe Rogan? Like, he's a cult leader." And I was like, mm -hmm. "Yeah, but he's like." a cult leader of like changing your health and being active and having and being open-minded, just yeah. being open-minded. He's not like out there telling you to like go spear someone. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you know, he's having a good time. And, um, and now look at it today. It's the most popular podcast in the world. It's not even a conversation. Yep. Right. So yeah, I think, you know, crypto is one of those things. I don't think it has the same feel. Like when you, like, I think a lot of people were raised and I was at least raised this way. where like money is dirty. Um, you know, if you want to be really rich, you have to step on people's toes. Like no one gets to the top easily, things like that. And I don't think crypto has the same message and it doesn't have the same like feel to it. It's like, it's this, like, it's this revolutionary thing. It's, it's a whole new chance to rewrite that story for people. And I think that's another big draw to crypto. And it's the same, it was the same thing with CrossFit. Like, yeah. Hey, like here's a chance to take control of your health. Like your mom can work out and you can do the same workout you know, what varies isn't your, your needs. What varies is the intensity is the movements, the scaling. Um, 
I think I think that's very similar. Like how you were saying, like there's the grandma buying whole Bitcoin, and then there's you know me filling out the latest B and B contract and sending twenty dollars, not yeah. knowing if I'm getting robbed or if I'm going to be a totally. And you know what? And it's like my one of my members texted me. We were complaining. I, I'm right outside of Flint, Michigan, so I have some real estate in Flint still, and we were just complaining. I mean, it's so terrible. Like the things I just got out of court. I'm in Massachusetts, right? so like, yeah, dude. You, so you you understand like that? I don't want to say like slumlording type things, but yeah, the, the shit I've had to deal with. And um, he sent me like a water bill. It's like a $2,000 water bill that he's going to have to figure out how to pay. And I sent him a picture of an NFT that I had just bought on the AVAX network the night before. It's sick. And I go, <laughs> and he's younger than me. And I go, sell the real estate, buy NFTs, you know, joking around. And right. he's like, I, I don't buy things that I can just right click. And I, and I go, so you're, so you're a 90s grandmother. That's what you're telling me. I'm like, right. that statement is so stupid not it's not so played out stupid it, it's yeah it's it's boring like then you're you need to have some play in something now he does have some crypto investments i've, I've gotten on him about that but um mm -hmm. i heard gary v say like that's great when he hears someone say that that's that's fine i'm not a huge like gary v fan or anything i just happen to listen to him i'm actually a huge gary v okay fan. so i mean within the nf you can world, say whatever like, you want about gary though no i i, I like him it just sometimes it's I'm just kind of like yeah but um he, he likes he he literally tells you like and that's the stage I've hit. He's like, if you actually listen to me, he's like, you won't be listening to me in five years. Yeah. He's like, because you'll be out doing shit. He's like, right. I'm going to beat it through your skull so bad that you need to start going doing shit until you stop listening to me. And that's, yeah. I've kind of hit the point where I don't listen to him anymore, but continue. That's a good, no, that's a good, it's a good thing. And he really got me thinking about NFTs more because I was not involved in them, but you, you understand the, the point of authenticity and then the utility it, it just depends what you, what are you after are you after utility or are you after authenticity because yep. the blockchain is the only way that you can prove that and um he's like i'd rather have a baseball card i'm like uh-uh like <laughs> i that's subjective too it, it can burn it, there's so many things that can right. happen um you, you might have a, a bend in it that devalues it like there there's just so many i guess things like if you're a collector, yeah you lose that baseball card and now you can't pass it on to your son it's a mark mcguire rookie card that's worth you know five thousand dollars and mm -hmm. you can't even pass it on anymore because it got lost in a move and boom gone yeah versus I'm... the nft of mark mcguire's rookie card you can pass it on for generations and same thing even like i heard uh why i was really bullish on matic a few probably like eight months ago i put a hefty investment into it and um I heard the NFL was going to run all of their ticket sales through Matic Network, and then I I'm remember like, that. Yeah, I don't know if that's still going to happen or not, but nonetheless, let's just say an epic game that you happen to attend with your ticket, which is an NFT, you now hold that. You can sell that on the marketplace because hey, I was at the game where you know Tom Brady did this, or it was his last game. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, so yeah. you can see how that authenticity adds value as well. Like it's just there was a lot in the NFTs that made sense to me. And the worst part about NFTs is there's too many. There's too many projects. There's too many things that devalue the idea and concept of it. So people will lose money in them more than likely. They'll mint something for half of an AVAX or right. something, Ethereum, and they'll have to pay a huge gas fee. And then all of a sudden, they'll just watch the floor go down and it won't be worth anything. Um, it's like a slow but, rug. Yeah. I mean, any new market... Um... You know, I've been actually drawing this parallel a lot as I've been, you know, having more crypto conversations with people. And I'm sure it's going to keep happening as I start taking on more guests onto the show is like any new market there, like everyone wants to get in. Right. It's like it's this land of opportunity. Everyone's moving there. 
can't wait to to get in and you know everyone's opening the doors hey come check it out um and then eventually you're like well nike makes their shoes the best right and you know oh my friend wears you know adidas shirts you know like and it just you start to build those brands you start to get the reliables there becomes the more community based around certain ones and inevitably in five years i agree with your original point that like a lot of these are not going to be around, you know, yeah. the, you know, scrolling through a hundred, 300, you know, different coins that you can trade that day, I think is going to be a little bit more rare. Uh, you, we're eventually going to, I think, have the point where we're going to have our, our, our solid larger coins that are going to dominate everything. They're going to have the most utility, right you now. Uh, at this point, like there's still nothing that parallels Bitcoin in my opinion. No. Um, the, ex- the extent of the network, the transparency of the network, uh, the limited supply. Uh, there's Sure, there's some inefficiencies with it, but it's nothing that I don't yeah. think can be overcome. We're never going to use it for daily transactions. It's, it's, it's digital. I guess people like to say gold, but also property. It's treated mm-hmm. like property in the eyes of the government. And, and so it's, it is property. It's capital gains. If you do this, it's, it's, it's freaking property. So... Oh, yeah. I think the end game, at least for myself, is I'm trying to make the most money in DeFi. And I, I do think that at some point I'll be able to sell a majority, probably 65 to 70% of my DeFi um, you know, worth that I made through all the coins. And then I will wait till what I feel Bitcoin is at its lowest, which I don't like to say, because then it's like, where'd you hear that? What do you know? Th- like I, I see it going low and I want to use all those gains to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum at that time. And then more than likely in the next four year cycle, yes, it's going to go low again, but we will have less volatility as the years go on. 100%. Yeah. Well, um, as, as we get closer to this next having cycle, you know, inevitably I think the price will start going back up again. Um, and once we have at that point out of all commodities that are regularly traded, Bitcoin becomes the rarest. Yep. Um, I, I forget the exact statistic, but it becomes even rarer than gold is. Right now, gold is a bit more rare per person than than you find Bitcoin. But after this next halving cycle, Bitcoin becomes the rarest commodity, essentially on Earth. What's up, listeners? It's Nick from the Rocket Cast. Unfortunately, that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, our man, Andrew, had to leave and tend to some family matters. Uh, everything's all right. We just had to take care of business, which is fine because we got a lot out of that podcast. I got a ton of takeaways, and I'm sure you guys did as well. So if you like that, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and follow along on YouTube as well. Thank you, guys.